Let the church say amen. amen. Certainly he is more than enough. Amen. I don't know about you today, but he's more than enough for me. Is he more than enough for you? If he is, will you just stand one minute and give God some praise? Like he's more than enough. Come on, let me hear you praise him and tell him that he's more than enough. He brought you from a mighty long way, did he not? And we ought to be able to praise him this morning. Some of us have been sick and God has brought us from a mighty long way. He's been more than enough. More than enough. Amen. You can, you can take your seat if you can. Uh, I realize that it's now Sunday morning and So as a result, we uh, we are in a, a, a party mode, but sometimes we got to take that party mode on into the church Amen. and make sure that all the people that are listening online and all the people who are seeing us in the house and all the people who will greet us on the street after this is over will say that there was something going on in the house of the Lord. You've heard the reading of the scripture where we have the, the prophet Elisha, E-L-I-S-H-A, who wanted a double portion from God of anointing that God had placed on the prophet Elijah, E-L-I-J-A-H. In other words, he wanted more of God. Anybody in here want yes, more of yes, God? Yes. As usual, I'll raise my hand for you just in case you don't know to raise your own hand. But God is a good God. And he's worthy to be praised. And so therefore, we want to get all of him that we can get. Sometimes that's more than enough. Hallelujah. Thank you, Reverend Veronica for the song. I didn't know the choir was going to come and help you out, but thank you, choir, for joining in as well. Because sometimes you need a little more, and God will give you more than enough. So, so here is the prophet Elisha, who is wanting more of God. He, he wanted what God had given the holy and anointed prophet Elijah had received from God and, and he wanted that plus some. He probably had enough from Soul Tan, but somebody in this audience should know that he wanted more than enough. Reverend Veronica has already told you how God will do that for us. I hope I got some witnesses out there and in this house because when God is in it, 
you can expect to receive all that you need. I ain't getting no amen there. When God is in it, you can expect to receive all that you need. When God is in it, you can expect to receive all that you need. Refuge, that's a message for you. When God is in it, he said he will supply all that you need. More than enough of what you need. And when God is in it, there is more in store. That means, Sister Dee, that there is often so much more that the believer can receive. All that you wish for. It, it's, it's more than enough. It's more than what you hope for. It's more than what you wished for. It's all that you need. And that's more than enough. The witnesses in the house who know what I'm talking about often say amen. So, so in the text, Brother CJ, it says that one day there was another man who was of God and was traveling with the preachers. And there was about a group of a hundred of them, and, and they were they were going and they were going and uh, they wanted to uh, get something to eat. And they were in an agrarian society, so the tithe was. Uh, giving grains and, and, and articles that you would uh, grow and not money per se. And so this man comes up on this doubly anointed man bringing his tithe of 20 loaves of bread. And Elisha, the prophet that wanted the double portion, tells him to give it all to the preachers so they can eat. And you know, 100 people, when you get them together, sometimes they, they want a little something to eat. When they can, 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 can have broken bread and they can talk about it, they, they can sit down and, and break the bread and, and talk and give God the praise in the process. But immediately, the servant began to doubt how are we going to give 100 people uh, 20 loaves of bread. Pastor, I reminded me that this is a setup for how Jesus came through. When the 4,000 and the 5,000 people, not including women and children, were in the valley looking and, and waiting for uh, this, this guy, Jesus, to give them some word and some, some, uh, something to eat. And miraculously, there was always somebody in the crowd doubting, including the preachers in his group. I ain't talking about our preachers, because we got some good preachers. They don't, they don't do all that. Amen. But these folk were over there saying, Lord, we ain't got enough. We ain't got. And I'm using my e-bikes because I, I like e-bikes every now and then. And, and and he says that we 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 ain't got it. We ain't got enough. So so why are you gonna try to give it away to them? And then they'll be complaining. They'll be talking about us. They'll be 
laying us out, they'll, they'll be like, what in the world is going on? But here, Elisha says, give it by faith. Give it by faith. Give it because God has said to give it. That means God already put his blessing on his 20 loaves of bread, and he was going to bless these preachers with more than enough. Some of us need to know that it's when God is there, there's not a time for doubting. There's an availability of more because God says that there's more in store. So in the story, and sure enough, as the, the man decided to pass out that 20 loaves of bread, he had more than enough to eat. It was not just enough, but it was more. People of Refuge 2023 had some ups and downs. Anybody here had ups and downs? And if you didn't, let me always put my thing out there. Just keep on living. Because it's going to happen either this year or the next. Or somewhere else down the road. There's going to be some ups and some downs. And now you have come through the Advent season where all of the Christmas giving and all of that has, has gone over. You spent all you had, some of us, and some of us are still worried about what's coming in the new year, including the bill. But yesterday on our monthly prayer line, God told us to tell you about he's doing a new thing. That all things he's doing are new. And here's what I love about the word because back in the day he put this in the Bible. He says that eyes haven't seen and ears haven't even heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. The things which God has prepared haven't even come into our brain yet. What God has prepared for those of us who, who love and serve oh, I love you, Lord. God. So he told us to start a new series. And, and we're going to talk to you about more new things that are coming. Did you hear that? More new things that are coming. In fact, I want you to get you a neighbor. Because we used to do this back in the day. Get a neighbor next to you. Stand on up and tell you, talk to your neighbor. And tell your neighbor there's more in store in 2024. All right, store in 2024. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Did that neighbor smile back at you? It better be. You know, we did this back in the day. If that neighbor didn't smile, get you another neighbor. And tell them that God says there's more in store in 2024. I know it's cacky. I know it's cliche. 
And, and we don't right. want you to get that name and claim it and all that kind of stuff mixed up with this. This is what God is telling us to tell you that you've got to tell them that there's more in store. Then that, that there's more in store Thank in twenty twenty four. I receive it. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. So before I take my seat, Pastor, I gonna come. Y'all know uh, I'll leave that alone. Twenty twenty four. Amen. More in store in twenty twenty four. So let me tell you why we we are providing you with this catchy phrase and I'll say my words and I'll sit down. For some of you, your dreams were just deferred in 2023. Uh, uh, okay. But they were never denied. Huh. I hope you heard me. <laughs> dreams were deferred. But they were never denied. Amen. God wants you to know that. God may be providing just what you ask for and certainly just what you need. And it may be even more in 2024. God is going to restore some things. He's going to bless some things. He's going to do more in 2024. Well, how do you know that, Pastor Keith? You, you've been in school. You understand things. It's because if he did it before, Go ahead. Come on. Say it. he'll do it again. Say it. I'm a witness for him doing it before. And I'm definitely a witness that he'll do it again. It's because uh, I'm a witness that things were concerning to me in 2023. Man, go ahead. But I learned to focus on God. Yeah. And now that I've made it into 2024, and you have made it as well, all of us believers can expect more in 2024. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I'm taking my time because we got to know how God is. Just when we need him most, he will come to our rescue. Just when we are looking for things that we think they're not coming, God will come to our rescue. And when we're down in the dumps and we have lost it, God will restore. And he's going to do it in 2024. Is there more evidence, Pastor Keith? Yes, there is. Yes, there is more evidence. Because if you were like me, you want to trust your own plans. And right in the middle of my own plans, God said, wait a minute, come trust me in this. And I had to let him decide. I had to let him provide. I had to watch him provide and let him make me satisfied. I watched him fix my inside and my outside. 
And, and because of him, I was able to focus on him because he was my true and living God. I hope you heard me today because God is getting ready to do some things. In this congregation, it's going to be more than you can imagine in 2024. It's going to be more than you can think of, that you can dream of. It'll be exceedingly and abundantly more in 2024. Thank you, Lord. Bless the name of our God this morning. Did y'all hear what the pastor said? Amen. That there will be more. We can expect more. We can look for more in this 2024. Well, let me just say this, that Pastor Keith did give us a bit of a summary of what is taking place or what was taking place in the text that uh, we are highlighting for you this morning. But my assignment here is to, uh, to give you a little bit more of the background of what is happening in the book, uh, uh, the book overall of the book of Kings. You see, first and second Kings, in case you are not aware, are historical books. Uh, they are books that give histories, hundreds of years of histories of, of history of the Israelites in, in, in Jerusalem. Uh, as their story begins, Israel and Judah are relatively secure. Uh, that means they, 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 they're doing all right. Uh, they, the things are looking good. Uh, but by the time we get to the end of the book, uh, both of those nations uh, are subjected to divine discipline. Uh, anybody know what divine discipline means? Well, and just in case you are not sure of what that means, it, it means that God is uh, about to get them. Uh-oh, uh-oh, anybody ever been around and watched God get folk? Uh, we don't, we don't, it's not good. It's never a pretty picture when God sets out to get somebody. Uh, you see, he was fed up. God was fed up. Uh, he had taken all he could take uh, with their evil ways and their rebellious attitude. Uh, instead of following God's command, uh, they followed the voices in their own heads. Uh, has anybody ever had voices in your own head uh, telling you what to do and how to do and, and where to go? Well, that is what they were doing. Instead of trusting in the Lord with all of their heart uh, and leaning not to their own understanding, they decided to follow the crowd of their pagan neighbors and worship Baal, who was a worthless god, which turned them in to a worthless people in the sight of God. Oh, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad news, that's bad news. I can tell you that there's a 
man by the name of T.R. Hobbs, and he writes that Second Kings is the stuff of tragedy. The nation chosen by God, saved by God from slavery, settled by God in a land of plenty, loses everything because of its consistent tendency to chase after other gods. I don't know who you are, I don't know, Sister Kemper, but that might be just a sermon for another day. Uh, but I can see a glimpse of the theological parallels between them and us uh, living in 21st century America. Oh, come on, we do have a tendency to chase after other gods. Uh, oh, yes, we will. Uh, sometimes our God becomes our jobs, amen, somebody. Uh, our money can become our God. Uh, our cars and our homes can become our gods. Uh, and even our chance to win the lotto, come on and say amen, somebody in the house uh, can become our God. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. But, but, but I did not come to depress you. I, I came that you might understand that there can be still some good news. Uh, we serve that kind of a God. You see, there's good news even in the midst of bad circumstances, Reverend Jay. Uh, God seems to somehow raise up a few that are determined to follow his commands. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Every now and then, we see a few that might remember that the steps of a good man are ordered uh, by the Lord. Uh -huh. I'm happy to report this morning, uh, 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 Brother Sultan, uh, that every once in a while, there are some sheep out there who know his voice, know the voice of the good shepherd, uh, and they do follow him. Uh, that's good news this morning. Uh, uh, people of God, may I tell you that even when it looks dark, God has a tendency. I don't know how he does it. I don't even know why he does it. But every now and then, when it's dark, God will place some people with some sparkle that will bring hope into what looks like a hopeless situation. Somebody this morning, and it shows up. What I said shows up in those three verses in Second Kings chapter number four. As a matter of fact, if you read the entire chapter, you will see miracle after miracle taking place. You all remember the woman who didn't have anything, and when the man of God came and she and she he gave she gave him first what she had, and he she had the oil, right? Y'all remember that? And they poured the oil, all of that's in chapter number four. Y'all remember the Shunammite woman that uh, didn't have a child, uh, and, and her husband was old, and, and she ended up having a baby boy, right? And the child died, but but the man of God went back to her house uh, and, 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 and laid across that boy as he lay on the bed dead, uh, but he came back to life. All of that uh, shows up in chapter number four. If you hang around church, uh, I mean the right church. If you hang around the right church, you become familiar. If you hang around your word when you're home, you'll become familiar with the stories that are told in the text. But it is my assignment. 
instrument to help us to contextualize the text. That's what I came to do. That's why I get the big book, Pastor Keith, because I come to contextualize the text. See, this is the thing. Because we do not live as the Israelites lived, because we do not live when they lived, and because we don't live under the law, because we live by grace, amen, somebody, sometimes we fail to grasp the full meaning of the message. Yeah, 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 see, because we never uh, experienced what many of them have experienced. Uh, most of us read about slavery. Uh, uh, we, we see maybe some shacks that slaves uh, used to live in. Uh, maybe we see some plantations that uh, Africans ever, uh, that came across uh, uh, used to work on. Uh, but we never experienced slavery in and of itself uh, of ourselves. Uh, we've never really been in a famine. I, I know you open the refrigerator every now and then, uh, and there ain't nothing in there you want, uh, but that's not a famine. Uh, I, I'm talking about where ain't nothing available uh, for you to eat. You have not wandered in the wilderness uh, for 40 years, uh, and you don't really know what it's like to be under the rule of an evil king. Uh, uh, sometimes when it's like that and you can't really connect uh, with their plight, uh, it's hard to understand. But I came to bring some life uh, uh, of our own world uh, so we can get the fullness of the revelation. I, I hope that's all right. I hope that's all right this morning. Uh, I, and I only got two little points I'm going to share with you uh, this morning. As Pastor Keith said, we got more to tell you. Uh, we're going to save that for another time. Uh, uh, Pastor Keith already talked about focus. Mm -hmm. Talked about focusing. And so my first point to you this morning is that uh, we must focus more in 2024. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. uh, but I have a question. I have a question. Uh -huh. And that is, what will you focus on? That's my question to, uh, to the church this morning. What will you focus on? Uh, you, you see, 2 Kings, in that chapter number 4, verses 42 through 44 is what is known as a narrative complex um, uh, that really depicts uh, the prophetic uh, figures and the struggles they have. I'm talking about those prophetic figures like Elijah and Elisha uh -huh, uh, to keep Israel focused in on the God with whom they had covenant relationship. Uh -huh, that, that, that was their job. That's, that's what he came to do. That's why the, 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 the prophets uh, could always say this is the way of the Lord. Uh, this is what the Lord says. This is what you must do. This is how you must behave. Uh, this is when you must do it. Uh, this is how you must do it. Uh, because they always wanted to keep the Israelites focused on God. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, but prophets uh, like Elijah, they had a hard time. They had a hard time helping the people to focus on God. Uh -huh. Instead, instead, Sister Leona, the people wanted to wander off into strange territory, uh, picking up strange practices, uh, and, and they served many strange gods. And so in our text, in our text, when we look at the text, I need you to understand uh, that there is a famine in the land. Uh, uh -huh. There's just not enough 
food physically in the land. In other words, there is a scarcity of food. In other words, you show up at the giant, you walk into the aisle, and the shelves are bare. Anybody, anybody right. picture that? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. See, see, it looked like there wouldn't be enough. Anybody ever had a situation yeah. where it just looked like uh, it just seemed okay. like uh, you just did not have enough uh, to make it? Oh, God. Okay. Uh, and sometimes we have this tendency. Come on, we're going to tell the truth. It's the new year's a fresh start. Uh, we need to tell the truth about some stuff. Uh, we have a tendency to focus uh, on the obstacle. Uh, uh, we have a tendency to focus on our lack. Come on, church. Uh, we have a tendency to focus on those unsettling circumstances around us instead of the God who is for us. Charles Stanley, the late Charles Stanley once said, focus on God, not the obstacles in your way. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great way to start out the new year. Just just begin to focus, not 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 on the obstacle, but on our God. He, he, he takes us to Numbers, the 14th chapter, verses 8 and 9, and you all may be familiar with this, where it's, it's penned, it says, if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. Anybody, anybody waiting for the Lord to give you something that he has promised you, but it hadn't quite shown up yet? He said, if, if, if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring you into that land and give it to us. And it is a land flowing with milk and honey. Translation, it'll be a land that will have everything that you need. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that, that's what that land of milk and honey is, is sharing with us. And so I am going to ask the question again. Church, what will you focus on? Because our advice to this house is that you believe, and if you believe, that there is more for you in 2024, then you will need to change your focus from focusing on the crisis to focusing on our creator. Oh, God. Focus on the creator and not the crisis. My Lord. You see, in our world, in our world, there are more than enough things to focus on. Now, anybody agree with me? There are more things that can cause us to be distracted. Uh, and we have our share of hurdles. Yes, we do. We have our share of hindrances. Yes, we do. That can get us off track. Uh, that's why the message needs to be that we must learn to zero in on the God who has been known down through the ages uh, to bring those high places low and to make those crooked places straight. Amen, Amen. somebody. Uh, so if we really want more in 2024, more of what God has for us, uh, we best learn to focus uh, on the great I am. That's my first point. My second point is this, and I need y'all to get this, that we must share more 
2024. Uh, 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 I say, you're hurting me now, Pastor. I, I like having what I got. I, I, you know, there's a, a saying that we teach our children that sharing is caring. <laughs> Somehow we tend to lose that as we get older. Yeah, yeah. You know, when, you, when your little child got two pieces of candy, you want them to share it with somebody else. If your child got three toys, it's all right when somebody says, come on, baby, share that. Uh -huh. Until you start getting around 20, 30, 40, and then you forget about the lesson sometimes. I'm not saying everybody, but, but we live in that kind of world. Where we look at, we, we are individuals. And we carry out our lives often as individuals. And so if we look in our text, we, we have a situation that uh, uh, this man who shows up with the first fruits, his first fruits, we know what first fruits are here. We, we understand that that is that, that portion that you take off the top, uh, as, as Pastor Keith already explained, and that culture that uh, they grew their, their, their uh, crops and all that they ate, and they had animals and all of that that they would take care of and, and they would raise. Uh, and, and so he had his first fruits and he was going to give them to the man of God, the man of God. Uh -huh. In other words, he brought this food, uh, these loaves of bread, uh -huh, uh, to Elisha, uh -huh, who was uh, that man of God. Uh, what this really indicates, my brothers and sisters, uh, is that there were some faithful people still able to focus uh, on the true worship of Yahweh. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, see, 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 we, we need to understand that even in the midst of a, a whole lot of craziness, you know, we live in a world that I've got a whole lot of craziness going on, uh, that we cannot discount uh, that God is still working. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You see, the law, the law in Leviticus said that this offering was really supposed to go to the priests at the sanctuary. Uh, that's how it was designed. Uh, but he, the man who comes, uh, gives it to, to a someone who is a prophet, but not a priest. He's a prophet, amen, but not a priest. Uh, the Bible says that he brings 20 loaves of barley and some fresh ears of grain, and even in the message translation, it even threw in some apples, amen, somebody. Now, he said, but, but, but we are going to see in the text that Elisha has a spirit of sharing. Uh -huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, I, I'm bringing this up because of what I've already said, that we live in a world that is not so big on community. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, here and there, uh, maybe in some pockets, uh, uh, but overall, uh, 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 we're not all that crazy about sharing our stuff. Uh -huh. uh, and that's why people love it, uh, and I have too, but people love it uh, when you have a house uh, with a garage. Uh, uh, yeah, because you can come in and out, uh, and you don't have to be in contact with anybody. They don't have to ask you nothing, you don't have to ask them nothing. Uh, they don't have to ask you what you need, you don't have to ask them what they need. Uh, you just drive it in and you just drive it out and you go on wherever you're going yeah 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 that's why, that's why oh yes it's just a whole lot more to the psychology of a garage than just a nice place to park your car well yeah but 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 but, but 
crazy about sharing our stuff, especially when it doesn't look like we have enough. Yeah. We are more concerned about our own families, people we know, people we know, people in our church. But Elisha tells the man, don't just give it to me, but feed it to the hungry preachers that's right in front of us. Uh -huh. Anybody ever been around somebody that's hungry? Need something to eat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That hunger is real. It's real. And it happens right, right, right in your neighborhood. There's hungry children every day. People need something to eat. But, but, the, but the man of God said, says, feed the people. Don't, don't just give it uh, to me. Uh, uh, can I contextualize it? Uh, there are somebody out there whose cupboards are bad. Yeah, don't, don't just don't just give it to me. There are people who work every day, but they can hardly feed their families. Uh, don't just give it to me. That there are people out there who bring home a paycheck, but it always seems like there's more month than money. Anybody with me this morning? Don't just give it to me. There are people out there who need what you have. Uh, I see this man, the man, the man, he's, 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 uh, Pastor Keith says he doubted. Uh, the man looks at the crowd, uh, and, and then he looks at the food that he brought. Uh, he looks at the crowd, uh, and then he looks back at the food. Uh, he looks at the crowd, uh, and the crowd uh, looks disproportionate uh, to the food. Uh, in other words, if I can put it like this, Sister Fran, big crowd, uh, Little bit of food. But, 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 but the Bible tells us that they, that they uh, uh, serve the people uh, despite of what it looked like. Come on, RCM2. Elisha told them in verse 43, clause B in the message translation, he said, just go ahead and do it. I'm telling somebody in this house this morning, I'm telling somebody on social media, just go ahead and do it. He said, God says there's plenty. That's the word. That's what God says. And the Bible says that they ate and there was food left over. There was a blessing in the sharing and in the trusting of Look back and be able to see what God. 